Our first reading for this Lenten 1 midweek service is from the second chapter of 2 Kings. Now the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad, and the land is unfruitful. He said, Bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went to the spring of water and threw salt in it and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From now on, neither death nor miscarriage shall come from it. So the water has been healed to this day, according to the word that Elisha spoke. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the fourth chapter of Colossians. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Our third reading is from the fifth chapter of Matthew. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Deliver me, O Lord my God, for you are the God of my salvation. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. In you, O Lord, do I put my trust Leave me not, O Lord, my God. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. Deliver me, O Lord, my God. For you are the God of my salvation. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. The Apostle Paul also spoke about how Christians should speak with outsiders, meaning those who are outside of the church. And the Apostle Paul said, your speech should always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. There is an enormous benefit in having Christians live in any society. There is a benefit in having Christians live anywhere and everywhere. 
We Christians are the ones who have been baptized by Christ, reborn again into Christ. And we now carry those new lives with us into society. Because we carry Christ with us into society, we add a touch of salt into the world. Because wherever we go, Christ is with us. We Christians are the ones who feast upon the sacrifice of Christ's body and blood. God is still coming among us as we worship. He is still here in the flesh. And as we go out into this world and into this society, we carry with us the Christ who always desires to be with us anywhere and everywhere we go. That presence of Christ is a salt in this world, a beautiful spice to add into the dullness of this world. Whether it's in government or school districts or our work offices or our homes. We are a salt in this world. It's a wonderful thing that we Christians are immersed in our societies. Because as we live in our societies, the world around us gets to see Christ. Whether that world is in our schools or our workplace, office, when they see you, They are to see Christ and see all that Christ has done for the Christian church and what Christ wants to do in this world. You are a salt in this world because through you, the world sees that God wants to forgive sins. You are a salt because through you, the world sees that God desires to embrace sinners You are a salt to this world because through you, the world sees that God wants to bring everlasting life even after we've died. I remember hearing stories of Christians and what some of them endured in political prison camps, whether that be in Germany or Japan or elsewhere. Wherever Christians have gone, they carried with them not only their faith in Christ in who he is and what he has done for us. But they also carried with them the great and wonderful hope we all have in the resurrection of the dead. In fact, all the saints, all the martyrs carried with themselves this hope, this joy, this salty aspect of their lives of faith. And it flavored everything they had to go through in life. Their hope in the resurrection of the dead gave them courage to keep their heads held high, even on the worst of days. No one in this world could take that hope in the resurrection away from them. Because no one in this world gave it to them. It was given to them and us by Christ. But what if, over the years... The saints gave in to the despair in the concentration camps and the prisoners' camps and lost their saltiness. What if they gave in to the sadness of death, that death was the end, that there was no hope after death? What if they lost that saltiness? Well, they still would have been saved by Christ, but they would have been of no use to anyone else in those camps. 
They lost their saltiness. In the same way in our society, what if in government and schools and our office workplaces, what if Christians did not have the saltiness of their baptism into Christ? What if Christians wanted to look and talk and act like everyone else rather than look and talk and act like the one they were baptized into? You know, what if they began to backtalk and slander and gossip just like everyone else in their school and office and workplace? They would have lost their saltiness and not been any good to anyone else. What if Christians who cling every week to Christ and the Lord's Supper and the forgiveness of their sins chose not to reflect that forgiveness God gives to them every week? What if every week you became vindictive and held grudges and liked to argue at work and school and in the office workplace and online? If you acted like that, you would have lost your saltiness and been of no use to anyone at work or school or online. We all have our moments in this world when our baptismal lives look just like Jesus. And other moments when Christ might be a bit embarrassed by how we're acting. But that's never been up to us. It's up to Christ. So may Christ strengthen you every day to reflect him in your life, to be the salt of this world. And there will undoubtedly be times when just after having the supper, we will show great moments of forgiveness to others. And then times in which Jesus is wondering why we are not forgiving others in the same way he just forgave us. So may Christ strengthen all of us this Lenten season to be as forgiving toward others as Christ has been forgiving to us. A very sweet salt in this world. And there will be days we meet death with courage, maybe even bravado. And other days when we are shaking. But thanks to Christ, the victory has been won. The resurrection of the dead is yours. So may our Lord Jesus strengthen us this Lenten season to have his resurrection thrive in our lives and be seen by all. Perhaps the greatest salt this world could ever see or taste. Christ has made all of you a very well-seasoned, salt-filled people, a light to the world. May he continue to preserve us in his grace all the days of our lives until that wonderful day comes when we are all brought into everlasting life with him and all the saints who have gone before us. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.